The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Coach Gordon Roberts is with us tonight. What's happening, Coach? Oh, not much. Just looking at all the draft coming up and and had a great basketball weekend. Wow, what a great basketball weekend, Coach. But before we get into all of this great basketball we've had over the weekend, let's talk a little bit more about this NFL draft. You know, um, last week they had the NFL Pro Day down in Miami at the University of Miami. And, man, it's unbelievable to talk that all the athletes that are possibly going to be going in this year's draft from the University of Miami. And one of the names that just continues to pop up is this kid, Philip Dorsett, who did not really have an outstanding um, season compared to what he's had in the past. But he's a kid that runs a 4-3-40. He's 5'10", 185 pounds. And he, he's just basically that prototype NFL wide receiver. You know he's not getting a lot. Not, he's not getting the hype that the kid from Alabama is getting. But this kid is probably going to be a, at least a second day draft pick, probably a first day draft pick. Uh, Philip Dorsett, wide receiver, University of Miami. Yeah, this this it seems to be Daryl that this class of receivers is pretty special this year, and he is one of those sleepers that uh, shocked everybody at the combine. You know, oh he, yeah, you know um, he was one of the fastest kids there. Yeah, and and he's not he's not a um, he's not a small kid either. You know, you hear a lot of talk about the kid from West Virginia, Mario Alford, but um, this kid's only five nine, one hundred and seventy seven pounds. You know, um, this this kid, um, Philip Dorsett, coach, um, he's he's a big time player, and he's been a track guy. Um, since high school, you know, he came out of high school as a, as a track guy, long jumper, um, triple jumper, a hundred meter, 200 meter kind of guy. And he has really shown that he can, um, be a deep threat, um, always able to ha- has very good hands, catch short passes, make a lot of things happen after he catches the ball because of that four, three speed. It's just unbelievable that you see this kind of guy. Uh, here's another kid that's going to be coming out of University of Miami, probably going to be a second-round pick. And we still struggle at Miami. At one point, we lost six games in a row um, down at the Hurricanes. So, And, Coach, there was a lot of talk about that uh, on the talk shows. You know, everybody uh, is saying, you know, how can you have, uh, if not in the top, uh, two or three 
in the top four or five rounds, uh, Miami could have five, six players. Uh, Perriman will definitely be one of the top defensive players. Uh, the kid you're talking about is going to be the running back. Johnson is going to be. And so, uh, you know, you're wondering how much more room they're going to give the coach at Miami because everybody was kind of talking about it like, hey, you know, uh, how can you lose six games with that kind of talent? And, you know, he's catching a lot of flack, Coach um, um, Coach Golden. Uh, he's on a hot seat for sure in Miami. And if he doesn't win this year, it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be pretty hard for him to recover. And if he ever loses six more games in a row at the University of Miami – you want Without winning a national championship, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, but coach, you know, um, you know, it's almost like a foregone conclusion that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take Jameis Winston. Now, you know, I read a story the other day that there's another woman that's probably going to testify against him at this trial for the first victim that he has. And she's probably going to have her own lawsuit coming out possibly at a later date. I just see just a, it's just a lot of stuff that this young man has to overcome. And be a starting quarterback in the NFL, I think this is going to be a very tough road for him to handle. Well, Coach, the problem is, uh, from what uh, I've heard from people that are in that business, uh, the security checking out business, uh, these, both these women are, are saying, hey, you know, we got a settlement this could all go away. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I, you know, if they have, if, 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 some, if he's done something wrong, I'd like to see the guy nailed. But if they are looking for a payday, I'm not sure that's not, uh, you know, something where they, they feel like they, they could, uh, you know, try to get a payday, you know. Hey, and, and coach, um, I, I see your point. Uh, but when there's an opportunity, um, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of opportunists, you know, and it's a lot of opportunity. I, 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 a lot of people that are really waiting for an opportunity to get their hands on someone else's money. Um, oh, yeah. Mike Tyson has fell victim to this many, many times. Coach is a guy that's that's um, made over four hundred million dollars, and here he's he he can't even find one million in his bank account. No, and and the thing about it is uh, that's sad, uh, Daryl, for me is uh, they, they're preying on people that don't have the wherewithal. You know, we, we've talked so much about uh, these players not being given uh, some compensation for their playing days in college, but they're also uh, are held to such a high standard. But at the same time, what I'm afraid of is they're actually being preyed upon and not being taught uh, how to deal with it. And I would agree with you totally, Coach. You know, um, you know, we, we talk about Jameis Winston's victims, and we're really not talking about him being a victim. And just like you say, Coach, just a lot of guys out there that want Jameis Winston to punch him in the face, and it's a bunch of women out there that would love for Jameis Winston to be in a position where he's going to have to pay them a million dollars 
or $500,000 in the next three years for whatever reason, whether it be because he was in a drunken rage and spit on somebody or whether he was, um, whether he had had consensual sex with someone that lay later on said that it wasn't consensual. So it's, you know, he, he, he could be a victim in this circle, in this situation as easily as we're calling these women victims. And, um, but Hey, I, I, I doesn't seem to be uh, phasing Tampa Bay one bit or the other because they have basically made their mind up and um, they're going to take him as their number one pick and they're going to deal with whatever um, consequences come with it. Coach, I heard Lovey Smith talking on uh, a radio show the other day and he said he spent about uh, 45 minutes when he first got a chance to talk to the young man and he was so impressed he knew that they were going to go after him, not just because of the tape, but because of his demeanor and talk and his passion for the game. And I think, you know, uh, tonight on ESPN, they had uh, that offensive lineman supposed to be so good for them. And they asked him, if you had one guy on your team you could take with you to your NFL home that you're going to go to this year, who would you take? And he said, I'd take uh, Jameis Winston. And so, to me, an old offensive lineman, if this guy feels that way about him, there must be something to him. And, and I would agree with you, Coach. And, um, I heard something similar to that um, about the offensive lineman at, uh, at Florida State, that they, they really um, admire this guy. They, they think the world of him. And, I hey, I can, I can, see, where, I can see why people um, – Want to follow this guy? He is a winner. He's a proven winner at, at Florida City. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he only, he only lost one game his entire career at, 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 at Florida State. Yeah, he lost one so, game. He, right. He he's he's a winner. You know, but but coach, um, I guess getting away from the the rookies and the kids that are going to be going in this year's draft. It's a big story about Adrian Peterson and the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have the 11th pick in the first round of the NFL draft. However, um, there's there's a story that Peterson is really upset with the way the Vikings handled him last year, and he wants out of Minnesota. And maybe he wants out of Minnesota because he doesn't see a lot, lot left in his career, and he wants to go to a program where he definitely is going to have an opportunity to um, at least make the playoffs or, or play in a Super Bowl. I'm not so I sure, think, but I think, Coach, that's what we we all uh, ever played the game feel like that's the most important pedestal that you could obtain, and he's close to that. And I'm sure he got a, a kind of smidgen amount of insight after what happened to him this past year or how quickly it can be taken away from you. Here's a guy everybody was figuring was be a first-round Hall of Famer, and all of a sudden uh, everybody throws him under the bus. Now, I'm not saying what he did was right, but I don't think it should have been the way it turned out, uh, for me personally. For me personally, what he did was probably wrong, but uh, not something that should have cost a man his his uh, one of the, his golden years left. That can never be regained. 
you know, I mean, it's done. That year's passed him in his lifespan. And so I think and he it, felt like he had done everything the Vikings had ever asked for him to do. He was a, a stellar a community supporter. He uh, was one of those locker room guys that would pick up and carry to the team when they needed. And uh, he felt like, I think, that they kind of threw him under the bus when it all came out. Well, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying. And the Vikings really had to make a move when some of the big-time sponsors for their team, for their stadium, started to criticize the situation and threatened to pull out. You know, and we've, we've talked about this many times before, Coach. If you follow the money train, you'll follow the people that make the decisions. And oh, yeah. I think the people that yeah. were on top of the money train said, hey, hey, we got to do something about this Adrian Peterson situation. At least we can get him off the field. Adrian Peterson still made $12.75 million last year, and he, didn't, and he, he only played eight games. You know, so, hey. Oh, I, still, I'm not saying, and I'm sure Adrian is worth a little bit of money. Uh, all said and done. But you and I both know as athletes that you have a limited biological clock and that year was taken away from him. And he didn't get to play 12 more games or 13 more games. And uh, besides the year that he had to make up for his injury, now, you know, he may have two or three years left. I don't know. He's, he's a pretty – a substantial back, but uh, I'm, I'm afraid that he's felt like that, he, you know, like you said, maybe he goes to the Cowboys. There's all rumors about that. Maybe he goes to the Cowboys, and with that offensive line, what kind of numbers could the guy put up? Yeah, you're right, you know, and um, but if the Cowboys didn't want to give DeMarco Murray an additional $5 million, I don't see how in the world they're gonna they're gonna be able to uh, pump out a twelve point five million to um, twelve point seven five million to pay Adrian Peterson. Well, coach, you I, know, Peterson might be at that stage in with his career where he don't care as much about the money as he does the chance to have a ring, and we've seen that more than one time happen with guys. I, I, I could believe that, you know, um, maybe he does want an opportunity to try try and win a Super Bowl. But um, these guys really, Coach, they, they do it for the money. They really do it for the money. And, I, and, the, and don't be surprised if this is only a ploy to get more money. And, uh, and let's don't let this be a, a, a surprise when Adrian Peterson comes, comes back to work for the Vikings with a $5 million bonus or a $5 million raise. Because it's 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 about money most of the time. It really is. And um and hey, Adrian Peterson sees his career coming to uh, an end. He may have three, four more years, maybe five. I doubt if he has five more years. But hey, he want to get the max money for every one of these five more years that fans are going to be able to to look at him and and maybe he's saying and, and maybe he's saying hey, because of the situation I had off the field with the abuse. I might not be able to make those $5 million off the field that I've been able to make in the last five years per year, $5 million per year off the field, you know, because he, his image is tarnished a little bit. He won't be selling no baby food or no strollers, Coach. <laughs> maybe, he <could> sell, <laughs> maybe he could sell switches. 
<laughs> oh, hey, that was a low one. I, that was pretty low by me by the baby food and strollers. You know, but he really will not be selling any. Gerber will not be calling his phone saying, hey, come and be a sponsor. Come and be represent, represent our company. That just will not happen. Toys R Us will not be calling Adrian Peterson saying, come represent our com- company. You know, and, and these are the things that maybe he's trying to calculate, trying to figure out, hey, if I made $5 million last year off the field, now these companies are not calling me back. Um, the bounce house is not going to put my face on the, on their commercials anymore. You know, and, and, and there's some other companies too, like some of those car dealerships in Minnesota. They're not going to put his face out there in the front because of the money, because of the situation with the child abuse. And because of that, Coach, maybe Adrian Peterson is trying to calculate a way, or he's trying to figure out a strategy for him to make up that $5 million. And maybe this whole story about him going to Dallas, him going to San Diego, or going anywhere is just a fabrication for him to make more money. Well, Coach, how do you feel about talking about San Diego? Uh, Philip Rivers, do you think he's really looking to try to land someplace where he might have a shot? I, I really think Philip Rivers, um, I think Philip Rivers, on the other hand, um, he has a impeccable record of um, never being in trouble. He's never done anything. If anything, the NFL has wronged him. Because when he came into the NFL draft, um, of, um Eli Manning said that he would not go to San Diego. So Phillip Rivers was drafted ahead of Eli Manning um, and then traded that same, and, and, and basically the next pick he was traded. So right. I think Phillip Rivers, um, if he wants to go and play someplace else, more power to him. I'm all for it. I, don't, I really don't think he's going to go and play for a team um, like, say, Tennessee. You know, you hear the story about the Tennessee Titans wanting Philip Rivers to come and play for them. I don't see Philip Rivers going to um, to Tennessee. I see him going someplace where he's going to be um, um, much more, much a much better contender. And I don't see um, Tennessee as being a contender anytime soon. Yeah. And, and if coach, if 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 he's not going to um, to Tennessee, then where could he go? You know, I don't, I, I don't see him staying on the West Coast. I, I just don't see that. But where will we see uh, Philip Rivers? Maybe he'll be right back in San Diego. Um, Antonio Gates is not getting any younger, and hey, he's definitely not one. Of, he's not one of those guys that's gonna say, "Hey, I'm hanging up my cliques." He's gonna be one of those guys that will see them say, "Hey, um, we don't need your services anymore," and he'll have he, he'll have to leave the game. But this guy's probably gonna sign a contract until he can't walk anymore. He's gonna be playing Antonio Gates. But hey, coach, you we, we'll, um we're gonna talk a whole lot more about this NFL free agency and what's going on in the NFL. A little bit more about Philip Rivers. A little more about the Dallas Cowboys and what's happening down there in Big D. Right after these messages on the Sports Info UM radio show, Voice America.
ultimate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach, um, a lot of these mock drafts, man, are really, they're, they're all over the board from time to time. But, um... Jameis Winston continues to be the number one player coming out of the draft. However, this kid, um, Leonard Williams, he's at that second pick. And if Tennessee decides to go with Phillip Rivers, they're going to have to give up a lot. They're going to have to give up um, that second pick for sure. If they give up the second pick and San Diego gets that second pick, what do you think? What you think San Diego is going to continue with this Leonard Williams guy, or are they going to possibly go in a different direction? Possibly go quarterback. If you give up, if you're going to give up uh, Philip Rivers, then uh, you're going to have to get a quarterback. I don't think they have one in waiting. And that's the conversation as well. Is that Mariota would be would would he'd be better on the West Coast? That he would say somewhere like Chicago or, or, oh, or Minnesota, or you I know, and, totally. and because you know that, that's closest to his um, his, his state home, of his Hawaii. Home. Yeah, his home, Hawaii. Um, but at the same time, I'm just not so sold on um, on Tennessee giving up uh, giving up that pick. You know, just last year Tennessee went with this kid Mecklenburg out of uh, out of LSU. As their as their um, as their first pick at quarterback, yeah, it's just you know, are they are they giving up on Mecklenburg already? I don't think so, Coach. They were kind of satisfied with him at the end of the season. He got a little dinged and dicked around a little bit, but he definitely looked like 
he definitely has an NFL arm. Now, can he develop an NFL mind? That'll be the question. And uh, I'm not sure that uh, Tennessee's wanting to give up on the kid yet. I, you know, I think you're you're right. I think they're going to go with a defensive player like Williams. And uh, if they do, I think that that uh, hey, I think Williams will be the first defensive player pick. You know, um, when we look at last year's NFL draft. Uh, the number one pick from last year was who, Coach? Do you remember? Um, I should, but I don't. And he, pl- he played probably less games than any player in the NFL draft. Who's that? The, the stud from Carolina. Oh, yeah. And, and, right. and, and as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, his head coach and some other people had said, this kid is a little soft, and from time to time, he don't like to practice hard. Yeah. To Davian Clowney. And I yeah. mean, and, and he, 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 he proved. Did he get in four games? I don't think he played four games. And, and yeah. he proved pretty much everything that the people said about him, that, hey, he's a little soft, doesn't like to practice hard, and 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 I'm not I'm, and I'm not to say that this kid won't come back and be a a just a super player, you know. And 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 if he can play as half as good as this kid on the other side of him, um, JJ Watts, hey man, oh, they will be, they'll, they'll be unstoppable on defense coming back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and the second player, I'm not sure that, that won't happen. I'm, I'm not so sure that won't happen either. And maybe he needed a, a a year to see how things work, to see how how to practice, to see how to eat, to see how to how to get your rest and and do all the things that professionals do to get themselves ready for an NFL game and an NFL season. And and I, I really hope that he's he's got the mental and the mindset to come back this year and, and do it, Coach. But um. The second pick in that in that draft was this kid Greg Robinson. Um, the, the Rams took him at, on the, right. at offensive line from Auburn, six five three thirty two three thirty three. Huge kid. And that third pick coach was Blake Bortles out of um, out of Jackson. um yeah out the of Jacksonville Jaguars took him from Central yeah. Florida. Yeah, but now coach he paid dividends. I think everybody's happy with him. I, you know, well, it didn't lead his team to a winning season. Uh, he he won a few games, and and and, and we he you know we really we we give we gave him a pass on the first season. Now this year he won't get a pass. He'll get no. a lot of criticism this year, and and this is a year where we're going to be able to judge him because last year we gave him a pass. We were saying, oh, he's a rookie. He's with a sorry team. This year he won't get that pass, and, uh, and he's going. He's going to have to show us some things um, this year, Coach. He, he really well, is. So you know, he's going to have to get some help. You know, he, his his supposedly his best receiver was not, uh, you know, somebody they could count on. Uh, he didn't have any. I don't feel like he had any big top notch. You know, Cecil Short. You know, if that's your best yeah. receiver, give me a break. Uh, the kid Hearns, the kid Hearns, a walk-on to their team from University of Miami, was the number one receiver at one point. 
and I say walk on, but he was a, he, he's a free agent signee for that team. Turned out to be the best receiver on the team. Oh, um, but question? the but the 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 fourth pick in that draft was Sammy Watkins. Um, Sammy Watkins is a kid that we saw from his freshman year until he left after his third year in college, and we said this kid is he has professional potential after his freshman year. Now, while he's been in the NFL, he, he's gotten banged up quite a bit. And as a matter of fact, I think I read an article a couple days ago that he just had, had some kind of surgery that's probably going to slow him down um, in the offseason. So he's still yet to, to pan out as, um, as, as his top player. But, um, you know, this kid, Khalid Mack from Buffalo, a lot of people talked about him. As coming from a small school, and is he worthy of being one of the top picks in the NFL draft? And uh, what were you going to say about him, Coach? He did turn out to be pretty special, Coach, this year. He did. He, and it he didn't did. matter that he was from a small school or not. He turned out to be a guy that uh, played with a great attitude and uh, kind of made them have a, a pretty good defense. Yeah, you're right. Now, the second receiver that was taken in that draft behind um, behind Sammy Watkins was Mike Evans, the kid out of Texas A&M, who um, yeah. Johnny Manziel went to champ. Yeah, and he in and, and behind Vincent Jackson, he was the man. This kid right. played like a veteran, and I mean, he caught a lot of balls. Um, he he did what he was supposed Big to kid. do at. At, 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 at 6'5", 231, they threw him the jump ball in the end zone, and he went up and got it. Uh, he, he played like he played like a like a veteran receiver last year. Um, but you know, coach, um, when we when we look at the draft last year, the big talk was Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, Johnny Football. I mean, he 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 really. He he cluttered the news about conversations about him, and to me, it it wasn't about him. It was it was it was a lot of athletes that was a whole lot better than this kid, and he got a lot of talk and a lot of hype, and, and he shouldn't have. Now we see him, Johnny Manziel, the Cleveland Browns. It talks about the Cleveland Browns have just pretty much thrown him away. They're saying, "Hey, we don't think he can make it. We don't think he's the guy for us." Uh, when he gets out of rehab, he's going to come back here. He might be around this year. He might not be around this year. What do you think about this whole Johnny Manziel situation? Well, Coach Joe Thomas, the general manager, has come out and said that he thinks he's going to make it back. Uh, now, I don't know how the coaching staff feel. I'm just talking about how the general manager says. And he may be doing that for publicity's sake. The coach, they've already got, you know, he got some guaranteed money that they've got to pay him this year regardless. So uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like your buddy uh, RG three, you know, Robert. He's got mm-hmm. money coming to him, and so as a you know as a club, uh, you're going to get rid of a guy that you're going to have to pay anyway. I don't think so. But now I think Menzel and uh, is one of those kind of guys that you know didn't have the experience. I think the reason Winslow is looked at the way he is, is because he played in a pro-style offense. And these guys that are 
being snapped to and never under center, uh, there, you know, that's not, you know, that's not what you're going to face in the NFL every, every day. You're going to have to get under center sometime. You're going to have to learn to read defenses. And, uh, a guy like, uh, Johnny Football, even though he was great in high school and college, he didn't do a lot of reading. They did a lot of offset stuff that, uh, dictated what the defenses could try to stop. But, uh, that's not the case in the NFL. In the NFL, you better understand where that blitz is coming from. Or are you going to be on the sidelines, uh, looking at your helmet? You're right. And, um, and I, I said it before the draft last year that Johnny Mazzell was not suited for the NFL. And, and I, what I meant was is that if the play, if the play calls for a three-step drop, you got to get rid of the ball on the third step. Five-step drop, you got to get rid of the ball on the fifth step. Seven-step drop, the same thing, Coach. There is no, oh, let me reverse out, and then I'm going to reverse out again. Then I'm going to wing it downfield. No, you just don't. You just can't do it like that. I mean, you just it just doesn't work. You know, those days are too much speed in the NFL. You know, Johnny football looked real good against uh, four nine four eight linemen, but we all know now that in the NFL, you know, a lot of those linemen, especially those edge players, they they run four fives. They run just Johnny Manziel, and so it's completely different game. Oh, without, without a doubt, Coach. And um, and I really think um, Johnny Manziel's num- days are numbered because of that, unless he can change his way of playing. And if I were speaking to Johnny Manziel, I'd tell him, it's a quarterback in New Orleans called Drew Brees. He's about the same size as you. And I look at you guys, and I, look, I see a lot of similarities. But he never turns his back to defense, and if he does, it's very, very rarely that he does. I'd look at his films, Johnny, and I'd try to make my it's game like, like Drew Brees' game. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you really coach, that, you're perfectly right. You know, that would, you know, that would be a great role model for him. Yeah, because if he's gonna, if he's gonna continue to do what he did in college and, and what he showed us last year and the few glimpses that we did see of him, if that's what we're gonna be looking for, his career is not going to be very productive and not going to be very long either. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. After this one left on that contract uh, that's guaranteed, uh, if he doesn't do something pretty amazing this year, I think he'll be out of the game. Yeah. And you know, and, and these rookies sign a different contract. Uh, now it's not the same. It's not the same as when Sam Bradford was at in college, um, he had an opportunity to sign a major contract coming out. Nowadays, the rookies, the rookie contract is 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 nothing close to what it yeah, used to two be years, for the NFL. Two years at the max, and uh, no, it's not the big money like it was. No, no, but um, you know, coach, um, not to get off the NFL draft, but you know, it's a, it's this thing called uh, bounce ball they have out now where they put this big old like you, you, you're in a tube from the waist up, and it's an air, air, like an air donut around you from just above your head to your waist, and you're really running in running into people, um, bouncing yeah. off of people, and uh, it's, it's it's pretty neat to look at. Um, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but um, Cam Newton did this over the weekend. 
And, you know, it's kind of frightening to see a franchise quarterback like Cam Newton participate in something like that. Because if if he's going to get hurt, I I, I don't want to see him get hurt in a in a bounce ball situation. You know, I I, I just think that's just beat up enough as it is. You're right. You know, so I I I don't think Cam should be uh, participating in this in this bounce ball thing. But hey, um, here's another here's a situation where I was talking about Adrian Peterson, where. Cam Newton didn't do that bounce ball thing just for the fun of it. I'm sure it was a check for thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollars involved in him participating in a bounce ball. Here's an opportunity where he's gonna he's gonna make that that fifty thousand that fifty thousand dollars in addition to whatever he's making as one of the products that he's gonna endorse throughout this year. Adrian Peterson has lost a lot of that money, Coach, and he may be trying to recoup it in the contract negotiations, in the backdoor contract negotiations. Well, I hope uh, and pray for Adrian's sake that he gets a shot somewhere. Oh, Coach, he gets a shot? Come on. There's no question he's getting a shot. You mean get more money? He's no, going to get $12.75 million? Yeah, he's the, the 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 judge said that they had to release. You know that the league had to let him play, but they haven't released him yes. still. It's it's tomorrow. They have his they have his reinstatement meeting tomorrow. I think it's at eleven o'clock. So right. um, tomorrow we'll know whether he is reinstated, and I'm sure the NFL is going to reinstate him. Um, I, I'm almost sure they're going to reinstate him. The question is, is what? The Vikings off what the Vikings are offering Adrian Peterson is it enough for him? Is twelve point seven five million enough, or is he or does he want fifteen million? If they come back and say, "Okay, Adrian, we found a way to pay you fifteen point two million this year," is that enough for you to come back? Okay, I'll play for you. So, I really think this is. I, I really think this is just support for him to squeeze out two more million dollars out of out of the Vikings. I, I, I just really think that's that's what I see going on here, and I, I could be wrong, but that's what I see. Yeah. And and if Adrian Peterson does not play for um, for the Vikings next year, uh, the Vikings lose a lot. You know. No, no matter what we think, Adrian Peterson is the headliner for that team. When they go out of town, Adrian Peterson is the headliner. When they're in town, Adrian Peterson is the headliner. When they're in the offseason, Adrian Peterson is the headliner. In season, he's the headliner. Adrian Peterson is the money train for this team. So if it takes $2 million to keep the train here until he retires, that's what it'll, that's what it'll be. You know, Adrian Peterson. Maybe he's saying, "Hey, I can't stay here because I don't see the championship in my in my in my vision here." However, in reality, he may just be saying, "Hey, forget the championship. I may not ever get a championship, but I do need three more million dollars this season, next season, and make that five million if you five additional if you want me for that final season of my contract." Hey guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back with more Sports Info UM and all the NCAA basketball talk.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Well, Coach, it looks like our basketball dreams have come true. You won. You you took the field, and I took Kentucky, and you're ahead. I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll have uh, uh, someone besides Kentucky now, and so it'll be between, uh, you know, it'll be definitely between Duke and Wisconsin, but uh, uh, I'm thinking that uh, what we'll do is, you know, see a repeat of what happened with uh, years past. I, you know, Michigan State kind of played above their their ability a couple of games, and Duke kind of settled in and uh, kind of just, just played Duke-style basketball, very few errors, uh, real good rebounding. And so uh, I'm thinking that, uh, if they can come along like they did uh, the other uh, Saturday, that they'll uh, beat Wisconsin because uh, Michigan State realized real soon that they couldn't they couldn't hang with that methodical Duke offense, Duke defense, and and that's a, a tribute to their coach. Coach K is one of those special kind of guys. Uh, on the other hand. Uh, you know, Wisconsin was so driven from what happened to them last year against Kentucky. They played lights out kind of basketball for most of, uh, of that game. Uh, they, you know, at the very beginning, uh, I thought that, uh, Kentucky, when they came back, caught them and went ahead briefly there right before the half, uh, that they were going to, uh, you know, continue to roll, and uh, uh, that Wisconsin couldn't stand the pressure. But, you know, you could say as much talent as, you know, Kentucky had, they definitely didn't have the 
uh, wherewithal or maturity to just continue to uh, strive to win and no matter what. Uh, each and every one on that Wisconsin team, definitely you could tell, uh, knew their role and how their role was going to affect their team. And, uh, and, and I was really pretty pleased with how well uh, Bo Ryan handled all that. He was able to uh, keep the ebb and flow of the game not uh, where it affected his kids at all. Uh, Wisconsin proved to me the other day how they were definitely a number one seed. And so now we've got two number one seeds playing for the national championship. And uh, I'm not sure that uh, Duke may have a little more talent, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think that uh, and what I'm worried about is that Wisconsin may have used all their big energy uh, to finally come back and beat uh, Kentucky. That was their goal all year. Uh, and uh, I hope that they won't have a letdown tonight. I hope it's a, the kind of game that I think America wants to see. I think it could be one of those kind of special games that uh, we might look back on and say, hey, uh, this is pretty special. But this was a, a time when uh, all America appreciated uh, the round ball. And, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, we're both old football coaches, but uh, March Madness has kind of captured the essence of America at this time of the year. And it's uh, pretty amazing that uh, when all said and done, that so many people uh, are involved in these pools and uh, involved in their brackets. And people that don't talk about basketball all year long uh, at this time of the year are just all about it. And so it'll be uh, the combination of a long night, but I'm sure that what's going to happen is that we're going to see uh, an excellent game, and uh, and whoever wins, I think uh, uh, just about anybody in America will be happy because both these programs are class programs. Uh, I'm not saying that the other teams weren't. I'm just saying that uh, uh, Coach K has not only been a, a Olympic coach and and it's and done a great job for our country that way, but he kind of empowers the fact that you can be a great student athlete and also a great basketball player. And I think that's what uh, most people see when they see Duke. They see uh, guys that can think, uh, guys that can do what they have to do. And Daryl, you know, I, I owe you a lunch. I guess I'll have to pay up tomorrow because uh, you took the field and I took Kentucky. Hey, well, Coach, you know, anytime you get a chance to take the field, you take the field, unless it's Tiger Woods in the late 90s and up in the 2000s. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But any other time you get a chance to take the field, you got to take the field. I told you last week that I thought Notre Dame was a pretty good team and they had a chance to beat Kentucky. They didn't. However, I told you that the remaining three teams I thought were better than Notre Dame. However, I don't think Michigan State was as good as um, the last three teams that were still available. 
Well, Coach, I think you've got a caller on. Oh, okay. Who we got on the line, Matt? Robbie, what's happening? What's going on, Cub? What's going on, Daryl? What's going on with you, man? Oh, man, we're loving life here on the Sports F4UM. And, and Coach, um, Robbie is a big-time uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Uh, he's a he, he still has some question marks about um, Levy Smith, though. What's happening with you, Robbie? How are things going down there in Buccaneer country in Sarasota and Tampa and all of that part of Florida? Doing good, man. We're getting a little bit of rain right now, man. But we're hanging in there. Well, that's good. A little rain is good in Florida. But don't let the rain dictate what you do because you'll never do nothing in Florida. That's, that's <laughs> true. That's true. But yeah. listen, man, yeah. um, I know the first-round pick is um, pretty obvious with Jameis and everything, but I want to know, uh, did you guys have any thoughts on who they would pick in the second round? Well, he's a defensive guy, and I think he'll go after somebody defensively after that. Yeah, you don't think we need a tackle? I think we need a tackle. Well, um, you know, I, I, you, I really think that if Lovey Smith gives gets you gets you a quarterback with your very very first pick, it's gonna take some real politicking from somebody to get him to take something besides a defensive player. With that second pick, in the I know why. Well, that de- a defensive pick would not surprise me at all, man. But we need a tackle desperately, man. And I mean, well, I mean, it really don't take superstars on the offensive line, but we do need cohesion. You know what I mean? But I, I, I I'd like to know how they're going to address that. You know? Well, I thought that he had went out in the free agency and got a guard. Didn't he get a guard the other day? Um, we caught him when he came here. Uh, he spent two days here, but uh, there's no word on any signing or anything. He, he went to visit um, somebody else after he left us. Oh, okay. There's no word on it. Dan Conley from the Patriots. Yes, right, right. Well, and I think that uh, that there's, a, you know, uh, listen to these talking heads on ESPN. It sounds like in the second and third, uh, early third rounds, there's still going to be some a couple of pretty good offensive linemen out there, so maybe that's what oh, Love is thinking. I'm sure there will be, man. I've been hearing a lot of talk about um, position players going early, you know, so that'll leave some room for for the, for the offensive linemen to be uh to be there in those later rounds, you know. But it is a concern of mine, man. I mean, we getting James, man. We got to have some blocking, man. I think the left side is pretty solid, and uh, Dietrich Smith is pretty solid at center, but. Um, we need a tackle, man. If we get if we can get Connolly and, and get us, I mean, maybe Flowers from the U. I mean, that would be uh, ideal, I think. You know, that kid uh, Flowers from the U. Um, his name keeps popping up a lot, and I'm not so sure if he's going to be available in the second round. Uh, a lot of people talk about him as being possibly a first round pick. I don't think so, Daryl. I don't know, man. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of skilled people, man, going in that first round, man. you got people looking at all these receivers, a lot of receivers, man. A lot of receivers. A lot of good receivers. A lot of really good receivers. And nobody's talking about it. But, but, I mean, they all ain't going to go in the first round. And I think think there's going to happen. I think Lovey needs to look at another running back. I think y'all need a running back, too. Oh, we definitely need a running back. I mean... But, uh, oh, I, I, oh, I mean, I, I set up a prayer, man, for Adrian Peterson. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it ain't, 
I, I know it ain't likely. I mean, I set that prayer up, and um, <laughs> I leave that in God's hands. But uh, <laughs> I would love to have Andrew Peterson there. Hey, Bobby, if that person. works out for you, I want you to give me some lotto numbers. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Robbie, I tell you, man, I you know I just don't see Adrian coming to coming to you guys. I don't see it either. Like I said, I said a prayer. I said a prayer about it, you know, but uh, I know it ain't likely. Yeah, I, I tell you what, we got, we got the money really. to pay him. We definitely got the money to pay him. I mean, so that's not a concern. Yeah. He, he's looking for that contender status, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he, I, I, I'm sure he's probably saying he might as well stay in Minnesota um, than to go to Tampa. But that's I think he, if he goes that's in, where probably what's going to happen. My guess is he's going to stay in Minnesota. I mean. Oh, I think Daryl's right. I think he's going to. Pump this a little bit so he can get a little extra paycheck. But, uh, you know, and if he can get back and all this mess will quieten down, let him have a couple of two, three years left there at Minnesota, it, it'll all pass over. Yeah. Well. Hey, and, um, and, and, um, this guy, um, uh, Charles Davis, he has Eric Fowler. Going to the Saints with the thirty-first pick. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. So I'm just See, saying, you know, that, that's that's, just, that's just one person. Hey, but that's late first round right there, man. That can change. I mean, that can easily change, man. I mean, how many, yeah. how many picks away is the uh, the second round? Now, hold on, 30? hold on. Um, this guy. Um, Brian Baldinger mm-hmm. right. has Eric Fowler um, going to the Lions with the 21st, 20, 23rd pick. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm saying, we hear a lot of whispers about this kid going in the first pick, going in the first round. And and, and, and now let me, this is, let me share this with you, too. This guy, um, Bucky Brooks, he has Fowler going to the Browns with the 12th pick in the first round. Now, that would be nice. Listen, listen, not to cut you off and not to be rude, but check this out. One of the linemen for uh, Florida State would be nice as well. Yeah. Cam Irving or, uh, Cam Irving or uh, what's his name, Trey Jack? Either one of them. Yeah, they, they, like they, got, they got Cam Irving projected as possible the 18th pick in, in, in yeah. the draft overall. Yeah, so there's going to be some guys to pick from, I mean, as far as that. I mean, uh, while Eric Flowers would be nice, I mean, he'd be ideal in my eyes. He'd be ideal, you know. But uh, there's going to be some other guys to pick from. There's uh, the tackle from Oregon coming out. Um, another one from uh, University of Florida has one. Um, um, yeah. DJ yeah. Humphreys. Yeah. 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 Not, not he's projected to be a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Not this you, know, if, you know, if Levy Smith decides to go offensive line, there you're right. There are some quality players available. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some quality players. However, you know, just just think about Levy Smith. I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't see it happening. Man, yeah. I, I I I just don't believe that that guy forgot how to win. I mean, it's just going to take some time, and it's going to take some 
again, that word cohesion, man, with that team, man, is going to take those guys. First, they got to buy what he's selling, and, you know, they just got to play for one another, man. I mean, especially up front, man, on that offensive line, it don't really take superstars. They can become superstars just playing together, man. It takes cohesion, man. Those guys stunting up front. I mean, I, I watched – Bucks were on the NFL Network yesterday, and I watched that entire game, man. I did a little film study, you know, and I got the DVR. I was rewinding and stuff like that. And I watched. I specifically was watching that line. They played the Saints. They should have beat the Saints. They, they lost in overtime. But, um, yeah, I think the left side is going to be solid, man. They need a guard and a tackle. I'm hoping for Connolly. That's it. And, uh, and, and address the rest. What do you think about this? Um, Rainey. All right. Hey, Robin, we only got a little bit of time left. We got 30 seconds left. Who are you going with tonight in the, in the basketball game? All right, you got Wisconsin. Coach, who you got in the basketball game? Duke. Duke? All yeah. right. Well, you know, I thought that kid Kaminsky was, was a player of the year before he got voted to be the player of the year. But I actually think that uh, Mike Krzyzewski is the coach of the year, and he has too much experience for both lines tonight. And the Wisconsin ba- um, Badgers, I really think that um, – that they're going to take it to him tonight. I think Duke is going to win by at least six points. It's only a one-point spread in this game. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Voice America Radio. Robbie, thanks for coming on and voicing your views on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Coach. I enjoyed it, next I enjoyed it. Same place, same time. Robbie, thanks again, brother. Got it. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.